welcome to the Defenders Podcast, the number one fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. Matt. I'm Robin. Yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome back, Robin. Hey. How was your Mother's hey, Day, Robin? Thanks. Oh, it was great. I was appropriately mothered. Oh. <laughs> Did you get flowers and chocolates? Oh, yes. Lots <laughs> of bonbons. Oh. And I got my nails dead. Oh. And a pedicure, I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we have a special guest this week. We're actually reuniting um, three quarters of the Twin Peaks podcast yeah, yeah. because <laughs> Matt and Mel's co-host, Caitlin, is with us. Yay! Hello! Oh, I can give you alliteration. You are going to be the courageous Caitlin. Yay! Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We're also reuniting three quarters of the Intro to Briscoe podcast as well. Oh, yeah, we are. Also the Intro to Briscoe podcast. <laughs> I and should we probably have... just clarify that I follow Matt and Mel around on the internet. You do. You're like, I'm now going to be a co-host on this show as well. They just don't know. I just walk, I just walk through the internet uh, shackled to Kate, uh, Caitlin. <laughs> dragging along behind me. <laughs> we also have feedback this week from the uh, the last uh, missing member of Intro to Briscoe, so that's cool. So it's like you're all here together. Aww. Aww. Uh, so, this week we are covering episode nine, stick. Um, so, is there any news this week? Hmm. Oh, there was some new Jessica Jones pictures uh, released of Kristen Ritter um, filming Jessica Jones uh, lying in a pile of garbage. So that was interesting. So at some point in the show that happens. And there was also some pictures of awesome. David Tennant. Um, but that's she, really it. She lives in a pile of garbage in that show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's mean. That's why she's so grouchy. How would that be though? If she lives in a pile of garbage, like Daredevil wakes up unconscious in dumpsters, does this mean all the all the the defenders just live in piles of hey, garbage? Hey, you you said you like the street level characters. I do. <laughs> one of them lives in the sewers. One of them lives in the garbage. <laughs> Uh, you said this is Daredevil episode number nine. It's seven, isn't it? Oh, it's seven. I've written nine. <laughs> I was going to say, what the heck? <laughs> Skipping ahead. I was like, I watched the wrong episode. <laughs> I'm oh. heads up, guys. I'm a bit tired because I've been at a convention for the last two days and uh, stayed up late to watch uh, the gay karaoke Olympics, <laughs> otherwise known as the Eurovision Song Contest last night. So I'm a little bit sleepy. So if I say stuff wrong, you can feel free to, to hit me with wooden sticks like Stick does to Matt in this episode. Okay. Uh, I, I I won't mind. And I met yesterday. I met Gideon Emery, who plays Anatoly in Daredevil, aka man who gets head squished by car door. Um, and he was very he was very friendly. And he said he was absolutely terrified filming that scene, even though he's filmed a lot of death scenes because not only is um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio like a big actor, like as in a well known, so he was kind of a bit nervous about acting. Um, against him, but also Vincent D'Onofrio is a big actor, in meaning he's a big guy. And he was like, "Yeah, if he like goes in for a punch and I can't stop it, I I'm dead, <laughs> pretty much." <laughs> but uh, yeah, he said he really enjoyed it, and I got a um, a replica of a uh, prop, like a sheet thing, um, of a prop from the show from the last episode. I won't say what. And uh, he he very kindly signed it for me. Um, so yeah, he was re- he was a really nice guy. It was his head. It was his head, yes. I, I <laughs> took his head and I said, hey, will you sign this? I want to display it in my bathroom somewhere. And he said, yeah. Can you write I'm... damaged on the forehead here? Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, like, I know we, I know this is this is weird Marvel, but I know we talk about <laughs> the Suicide Squad every week. 
<laughs> it's now been confirmed, guys, by set photos. I don't know if you saw that the Joker will have the tattoos in the film. He's going to? Yeah. Ew. All of them, or just the deranged on his forehead? Uh, I don't know, but you can definitely see some on his upper chest and the damaged on his forehead. Oh, oh no. this is going to be so dumb. Yeah. So I cried a little bit inside when I saw that. <laughs> I'm going and to... he drives a purple sports car I refuse, convertible. I refuse. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I refuse to watch this movie. He's like all stylish and stuff. <laughs> the Joker mobile on the side. That's, that's that's fine if he's stylish. Maybe. That's fine if he's stylish, but it's just the, the, the bad tattoos. I just, <laughs> if he had at least good tattoos, I'd be okay with it, but... Ugh. He's all pimping. Yeah. I'm not very excited about it. However, if anyone wants to see an awesome film, go and see Mad Max Fury Road, because it's awesome. I want to go see that so bad. There's, my favorite character is the guy who just plays the guitar that's also a flamethrower. And he just bounces, <laughs> he bounces up and down on bungee cords and plays a guitar that's like a, Appar- a double neck guitar that's also a flamethrower. It's amazing. Apparently, <laughs> his, apparently his name is the Doof Warrior. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to double check right now. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I was just calling him Guitar Dude. <laughs> but yeah, Mad Max is awesome. Yeah, he's called the Doof Warrior. Oh, Coma the Doof Warrior. <laughs> he's my favorite Mad Max character. <laughs> he has no lines. <laughs> so, as I said, this well, that was your roundup of entertainment news. That was my roundup of entertainment news. This is Entertainment <laughs> Podcast, and now we're off. Okay, bye. Uh, so this week we are covering episode seven, ah. uh, written by Doug Petrie, directed by Brad Turner. So, ready to get into it, guys? Yes. Former uh, Buffy writer. Former, former, there's a lot of former Buffy writers on this show, obviously, like uh, uh, Stephen DeKnight, and who's the other one? <laughs> I know I'm the host. <laughs> As I said, very tired. My brain is mush. Oh, and Drew Goddard, obviously, was the show creator. Um... So we start off with that opening sort of pre-credit scene with a man running away from an unseen pursuer and they're asking about Black Sky. Uh, and then we see it's an elderly blind man who gets into an elevator. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Did you like the way that the guy's fingers twitched still holding the gun after his hand got chopped off? Because I like that. <laughs> I didn't notice. I didn't see them twitch, no. He had twitchy fingers of suppressed violence. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could tell I could tell the uh, the person attacking him wasn't... Japanese. What? How come? It just his, he sounded like he'd been, he was not a n- native Japanese speaker. <laughs> Man, that's a Japanese like... expert. I've heard <laughs> enough Japanese in my life to know when somebody isn't a native Japanese speaker. <laughs> yeah, you have like a anime. Yeah. <laughs> you could, I, could, uh, I could tell immediately it was Scott Glenn because I recognized his voice, you know, like, um, but, uh, yeah, what so, did you think of the reveal when he was, he turned around in the elevator? Or you saw his I eyes? Are, yeah, I'd already guessed it was him. I'd already guessed. That's probably Stick. Well, it's in the t- episode title, so they kind of give yeah, it away. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I and, uh, be, sorry. Oh, what? I said, I, said, I, thought, I thought they kind of, they might have made uh, Stick into a Japanese guy. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm not as good with, as mad with the Japanese. <laughs> Stink. I think I remember seeing, like, when I saw the elevator, I was like, Okay, this is when we're going to see Stick. Because obviously the Stick is in the title, but, you know, I remember seeing the elevator and the, him in the elevator in the promo shot. Yeah. I guess I probably didn't notice the bullet holes behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the bullet holes. He's pretty badass. Like, even. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to hand it to him. It was a good entrance. Mm hmm. See what you did there. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but Skip didn't. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, what's happening to me? I don't know if I should explain these jokes to Mel. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. That's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Stay in your right. safe corner. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we won't let the puns get to you, Mel, don't worry. <laughs> She's got a pun barrier. You're going to... Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Mel must be protected from the puns at all costs. <laughs> so, uh, first uh, scene of the episode, uh, obviously after the credits, is we're in the law office, and there's the uh, the New York Bulletin is reporting on the Devil of Hell's Kitchen in the paper, um, Foggy and Karen are arguing over the mask being a terrorist or not, and Matt um, is kind of sitting doing some uh, research on Leland Owsley. There's quite a lot going on in this scene. I only noticed him reading after everyone had left, and I thought, wow, his fingers are going fast. And then I thought he maybe... He double reading. Yeah, I thought yeah. maybe that, that was his secret reading ability. That Was he doing that while they were in the room, or was he going slower? He was going was, slower, yeah. Okay. He was doing it while they were in the room. He was reading the the, uh, the Braille, but it was kind of at regular speed. Okay, and then when they left, he was just like... <laughs> was like, like wait, wait. <laughs> interesting. Mind, he was probably like, come on, guys, just leave already so I can get my work done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he could process it backwards, too, because his hands are moving just, like, so fast in both directions. <laughs> yeah. Probably. It's just like... <laughs> and I like that we get the the whole thing of, you know, be, just before that, they're talking about everyone having secrets. And uh, I won't say the quote because I, I have it as one of my quotes. But, um, you know, everyone's got secrets. And, Fo- and Matt basically just lies to Foggy's face even then because he says he's, like, researching the tenement case. But really, he's doing research on Leland Dowsley. And obviously, they don't know because it's in Braille. <laughs> it's like, oh, poor Foggy. Yeah, Foggy is saying that Daredevil's like a terrorist, um, and uh, he says he's not like a terrorist because he says terrorists uh, take responsibility for what they, oh, they right, do, yeah. and they have a cause, and he doesn't. Yeah, how does yeah. he know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Foggy's just angry. You know, he did get like stabbed in the side with a bit of glass, mm-hmm. and um, this is the whole scene with Karen leaving and. Um, Foggy is giving her like a like a hey you want to f- do something uh, out, out, of, out of the ordinary just like immediately with me oh you don't oh uh, <laughs> like, you, like you guys practice. said definitely in the friend zone yeah. yeah but it's also like hey you know nobody just well, jumps at the opportunity to go to batting practice at the end of a work day Foggy he's <laughs> up buddy oh but how cute would their little softball team be with with two people one guy <laughs> <laughs> Aww. I think a lot of people will be surprised how good they do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wrote in my notes as well that Matt is very beardy in this scene. Like, his beard yeah. seems longer than normal. Maybe because he's preoccupied with, you know, taking down. beard? Could be sad beard. He's sad about Claire leaving. Aww. Aww. very hairy. He's a very hairy artist. He, he, Charlie Cox is a hairy guy. Yes. He really oh, yeah? is. I think they I think they might like wax his chest for the show, but I don't know. Because I swear I've seen him have a hairier chest than other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or that means you get a lot of sad beard, so that's nice. I like sad beard. That is that that is funny. You never have your like your good guy superheroes usually aren't very hairy. Mm. And, you know, maybe chest hair needs to come back. No, it's hey. for evil. It's for evil people. <laughs> yeah, Wolverine's pretty hairy. Yeah. 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 He, he has to be. Yeah, I think he might be the only one though. He has to be. Um, oh, beast! Yeah. Oh, come oh. on. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> what? Are you can't. You can't deny this. <laughs> Matt, all I, I'm going to agree with Matt on this because when you see Wilson Fisk um, naked in the next episode, he's like <laughs> the hairiest guy ever. Hey, he's so hairy. He looks like he's wearing a Chewbacca outfit. <laughs> I feel like Wilson Fisk has alopecia. Oh. Aww. So I feel like he nobody, head? I feel like nobody here whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. Um, just I can't just remember if he's got eyebrows or not. Sorry. <laughs> I can't maybe, maybe he took his I head here and drafted it to the rest of his body so he had <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a couple more notes I have about this mm-hmm. scene is just that um, um, Foggy um, I didn't even know that Foggy knew about Claire was that something that yeah. Matt talked to, talked to them about yeah like, and he was asking them he was asking them about burner phones why does he think Matt has a need for burner phones burner ah, phone? it's from I can't remember what episode it was it was oh it was the one where Claire was being attacked in the, the garage because Matt and Foggy were leaving the law office and they were talking about bailing out the electrician out the drunk tank and then right. they were chatting Foggy got in the cab Matt got a call on a phone and Foggy was like oh you have money for your own phones now like burner phones and then he's like oh I want your life you know uh, my life sucks because he assumed that Matt had a woman on that that phone. Oh. Just kind of a follow on from that. Mm-hmm. When really he's just Heisenberg. Yeah, he's I got Heisenberg. it. Yeah, <laughs> he's cooking math on the side. My sister uh, has uh, three mobile phones. Should I be super suspicious of her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. But I like how Foggy is like. You know, bigging up Matt by saying, well, like her loss, but like it, like seconds after he's feeling sorry for himself. Yeah. Like, but like I Foggy's adorable in this scene because he's yeah. worried about he's worried about Karen. He's worried about Matt, you know, in the in the last episode when there was the explosion and everything. And he's like, Oh, you know, her loss seriously and it's like, Oh everyone's lying to Foggy. And Foggy's adorable. <laughs> Michael David, if you're listening. Yeah, and Mel. I should say Mel. Cause Mel's actually <laughs> I was waiting to see if you can remember that I don't want to Mel, how could you think he's not adorable in that scene? He was... You know what? I didn't mind him as much in this episode. Okay. Mm. Yeah. He was yes, he, he was, was cute. Well, admit. Stay that way. He was still annoying, though. Still annoying, but cuter. But still annoying. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, he's slowly winning you over, I see. You'll love him by episode 30. <laughs> I, don't think he's, I don't think he's winning me over, but I like... I like... I kind of like when he's sweet, but I feel like... I don't know. Uh, he's still annoying. <laughs> it's just... It's just like, yeah, he's just... For me. Okay. Uh, in the next scene, uh, uh, Mel's favourite uh, character, uh, Leland Owsley, is... Uh, oh, it's oh uh, sorry, it's, it's Robbins. Uh, no, because Mel <laughs> prefers uh, Leland Palmer, obviously. Uh, he's meeting with, uh, with Nobu in a car park about the imminent delivery. Um, Matt's questioning him, gets distracted by a tapping cane, uh, and then six, we meet six, Sick. Six, 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 six. <laughs> So again, I don't understand. I don't understand Stick's level of powers. Like, did he get hit with the same chemicals? Like, no. Uh, it, it's. I mean, I've got a few issues with the powers as well in this episode, which I had in the last one. Could he throw that stick away and run straight through the streets like Matt Matt can? Yeah. Uh, how? how is so? Just a dude. <laughs> um, because there's the whole thing in the comics. I don't know like exactly how they comment on it, but um, that 
it's questionable whether, you know, was it that Matt got mutated powers? It was the radiation that caused... Obviously, the radiation caused him to be be blinded, like the, all the toxic waste. Um, but did that also cause his super senses, or was it kind of the shock of being blind that just heightened something that was there already? Because they say, like Stick says, you they call it gifts. Only a few people have it, so it's something that can be developed. It's just only by certain people. So is it some weird conspiracy where they're like doing weird things to kids, kind of like that Black Sky kid? It's the Illuminati. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Everything is so much clearer now. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying anything, because I might give away something or not. I just feel like a lot of children are getting these weird... Well, not a lot of children, but Matt and this other random yeah. naked... Little naked child. And I wonder if Six ever trained anyone else before or after this. Mmm... Yeah, I don't know. And I don't, yeah, and nobody knows what, where Stick is from or what, and Stick doesn't seem to age. And Stick doesn't he's like, like a, he's like a perpetual old man. Stick doesn't seem, his Stick doesn't seem to like, uh, like, uh, apartments and furniture, so where the hell does he live? He lives on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> In the garbage. Yeah. yeah, like everyone, apparently. <laughs> Did you like his kind of sunglasses in the modern day more, or his sunglasses in the flashbacks? Because I don't like his modern sunglasses. They looked a bit me Elvis either. to me. I didn't like them. Yeah. Notice the difference. Oh, yeah, they were different. They were yeah, more like, like arched and silvery. Yeah, and I didn't like them. Kind of rock star, like neo sunglasses or something. Yeah, they were a bit neo. I was like, oh no, stick. Someone who says he doesn't like comfort, why are you wearing these funky sunglasses? What's that all about? Weird. They're all about, they're all about comfort, those sunglasses. <laughs> Did you like that Leland uh, tasers Matt after he mentioned about getting his taser gun out, uh, I think, a couple of episodes ago? No, I think he said it was taser gun gun or something, he said. But, yeah, he tasered him. That's quite funny. <laughs> I love that it's just like, you know, it, it turns out to be a thing that, you know, Stick brings up against Matt later. He's like, he got, he got taken out by an old man. <laughs> you know. Twice, because Stick also beats him, so. Yeah. That's his one weakness, dead of his old and man. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know Leland's a bad guy. He moves money around, and he's mm-hmm. very unscrupulous. But, I mean, he's he's no physical match for Matt that I know of. Um and Matt's about to, you know, beat him up, you know? So you kind of feel bad for poor, poor Owsley. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel He just bad. loves money. He just loves money. I don't and know. You that, oh, go on, Matt. Sorry. Sorry. When you see, like, an old person or, like, a child, like the Black Sky Kid, you feel bad. You can't help it because you're, you yeah. you know this might be more defensive. Because you're not a soldier. Because I'm not a soldier. I'm not <laughs> because I have all this furniture. And, I have <laughs> and your silk sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't you have loved it, though, if when Matt attacked uh, Leland Owsley, because in the comics, as I mentioned, uh, Leland Owsley is known as the villain, the owl, and he can glide through the air. Wouldn't you have loved it if Owsley ran away, leapt off the car park and just flew away into the distance? <laughs> I will say definitely. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't think this. It would have been a very different show if that happened, but I would have loved it. I don't know. With the stuff they're bringing up in this episode, I'm kind of thinking it might not be that unbelievable. Yeah, we'll have to get to that because uh, I... Okay, we'll get to it. When yeah. you mentioned something last week, um, not last week, oh, in your feedback, I was uh, 
yeah, I was kind of thinking about stuff in this episode. So we go into a flashback, and little Matt is at an orphanage, and he's hearing voices and being a bit overwhelmed, and then uh, Stick comes to collect him because he looks after special children. Not mutants, he's not Charles Xavier. Um, <laughs> and we find out that Jack did leave Matt a sizable inheritance. Yay, Jack. Yeah, so who's keeping this stuff. money? Are the are the nuns keeping isn't the money for him? Isn't it the mother? Yeah, I guess so. Oh no, it's I think the nuns are. Yeah. Didn't you About the mother. That's a that's another story, Mel. Oh. Wink. Wink. <laughs> my, my winks are audible. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I can hear your eyelash. I can hear the squishiness of your eye and the eyelash yeah. touching the other eye eyelash. Oh, you have met squishy eyes. Squishy eyes. I was a bit worried, guys, over the last few days because I've had to wear purple contact lenses the other day and I have so much problem getting these contact lenses in my eye and I have no problems about poking myself in the eye. So I was worried that I had tiny, tiny eyeballs and that the contact, they were too small for the contact lenses. But I managed to work it out in the end. You've got these paradise. Yeah, I've got like little... Little Leonard Nimoy tiny eyes. I was worried. I managed to work it out in the end. Christabel does not have tiny eyes, does she? Well, that's what they were saying on Deadwood. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she does have tiny eyes. I think I does notice. Eyes. I'm going to have to look into this. Gonna, I don't know. She, maybe not tiny eyes, but like like slanty, like, I don't know. Fairy, oh fairy dead eyes. I don't know. She's got dead eyes. Whoa. <laughs> Claire, are you Colonel Tiny Eyes? <laughs> yeah, I'm Colonel Tiny Eyes from the X-Files episode, Fresh Blood. The greatest yes. episode of X-Files ever. Nice Claire. pull. Yeah. yeah. Claire, I feel like I feel like you should have sandpaper eyes if you've worn contact lenses all weekend. No, they were really so comfortable. I'm okay, gonna them, I'm going to wear them around town. I loved I loved having purple eyes. It was great. Oh, cool. Yeah, because apparently you couldn't see the purple inside, and then when I went outside, my eyes like glowed purple. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, okay. like I was a like I was an X man. Yeah. So did you did you guys like um, how? Slick just kind of shows up and is like, oh, yeah, make the checkouts cash. Here, catch these keys. You're coming with me, kid. <laughs> he doesn't take any, any bullshit. Mm. I guess. I mean... I couldn't decide if I like... Yeah, it seems like the sisters have worked with him before, and so... Oh, I didn't uh, get so that. They're just like this old... Uh, they called him. Yeah, where'd they find him? They, they knew all Yellow the Yellow pages. They were like, oh, we know that you work with kids before or whatever. I forget what the, exactly she said. But, um... Special children, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was just kind of like, oh, so yeah, so you just let this old guy take this like sh- now, like as soon as he shut the door, it's like, oh, this is kind of creepy. They're <laughs> 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 gonna let the old, old guy sit in the birth children. Yeah, maybe. Uh, my name is My name is Stick. I work with special needs children and sticks. <laughs> <laughs> he does love sticks. He gives them to all the kids. Like he's like, a little Matt later. He's like, here, here's some sticks, and I hit them with a stick. <laughs> See, I didn't fib last week when I said that the reason the episode was called Stick was because it's when Matt gets his sticks. He did get his sticks. Yeah, but then he throws them away. True. Well, they're a bit, they're just wooden, they're a bit rubbish. So, anyway. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering about that. I was like, would it, I think that would actually hurt less than being punched. Because they're, like, short, so there's no, like, leverage to get a big mm. swing on them. And they sounded light and wooden, yeah. They're made if out they of balsa. <laughs> if, if, if they were metal, if they were metal sticks and they were that length, sure, that would hurt more than a punch. But well, in the next uh, two episodes, that's when Matt rings up uh, old um, Hugh Jackman and says, "Hey, 
can you lace my wooden sticks with adamantium? <laughs> can you give me a couple of your bones? Yeah. Can I hit bad guys <laughs> with your with your femurs? <laughs> with your metal covered femurs. You know, if they lit up, he'd be really awesome in a rave. Oh. Or if you wanted to. If you wanted to work at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Matt and Stick are in the park eating ice cream, and uh, they talk about Matt's powers being gifts, and a few people have, and they kind of Matt uses his senses to tell Stick about some stuff of people nearby, uh, and Stick mentions the war. He's yeah. he's always going on about soldiers and war and shit, and I'm like, you can't even get in the army. Oh, that's mean. Well, he can't. He's in his own special, awesome, like you know, special bow firing army. But he's like that's a tough. he's like a, he's like a total military poser. He like dresses in, ar- in army clothes and yes. is like always going on about war and soldiers. Yeah. He's a he's an army fanboy. Yeah, pretty much. Aww. Did you guys yeah. think that we needed a montage of them training to like an awesome song from like the Rocky soundtrack? <laughs> I really love angry little Matt Murdock. It's oh, really hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's so good, nothing like funny. Skyler. He's amazing. I really love him in this part. There's really nothing funnier, though. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that Stick is not going to let Matt feel sorry for himself at all about, you know, anything that's happened to him, which is kind of like how Jack was as well. It's just, oh, no, you're actually lucky because, you know, you had sight for nine years and you didn't die. So, you know, mm-hmm. basically shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, I appreciate that. But uh, I had some issues with this scene. I didn't like um, some of the things with the powers. And I did discuss this with, get ready, Robin. Ready? Christine at the other papers. There we go. Uh, we were discussing that, like, when they're talking about the ingredients of the ice cream, and Six says it's milk from three different dairies from two states. To know that, he would have had to have gone around all the states and all the dairies to try their milk. <laughs> because it's like that's going, not, that's oh. Not, that's, that's not unbelievable. What, what does he do all day? What, he trains before and goes around and tries, and tries milk <laughs> from different dairies? <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's it's like Sherlock Holmes, he, he creates all the databases. Yeah, it's like CSI stuff. It's, it's like, like the put it in dynamite. the machine. <laughs> it's it, I don't know, it's just a bit too much like you can't, you can't have something where someone goes, oh, I know what this is. This is this, this um, seed and it's only found in this one state in this one park. And it's like, well, have you been around all the parks in all the states and seen all the trees? I don't know, it's just a bit too much with the powers. Where? You know what's even more... Go ahead, Mel, sorry. Sorry, maybe he knows all the cows personally. He knows all their names. I bet they would go to that, I bet drinks, go to that length. He drinks straight from their udders. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, now I, know, now I know who you are. I'll remember you forever. I'll remember you, cow. On to the next cow. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think yeah, when, you, when I drink milk, I can always tell that the cow's eating something else. I can tell all the brands apart. I don't think it's such a far stretch to tell that the cows have eaten something different. Well, you wouldn't know from which state. You know what's even an even better way to look at this? It's what? it's more fun to think of Sick as just completely full of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he could just be like... Just kid, yeah. 
I do, yeah, I do, I do like thinking that, and I did think that when I watched it. Where he's just like, I'm just like, you're just making stuff up now. <laughs> like I like like skipping ahead. Sorry, guys. When he goes in Matt's apartment later, and he like kind of feels the air and goes, oh, silk sheets. I like to imagine that like the night before he broke into Matt's apartment and was just going around feeling everything, like felt the silk sheets. <laughs> just say so he could like say that line the next day. <laughs> Seemed really impressive. Do you think he rolled around in the silk sheets? Yes, I think he did, <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I think Caitlin has superpowers, guys. Caitlin, superpowers. You can tell she, the difference. She's she, been she outed herself. Yeah. What's your superhero? <laughs> What's your superhero name? Um, the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I just want to say as well, Caitlin's Caitlin's surname is Logan, and we know yeah. a Logan from the comic. Oh, you call you Patch. <laughs> And his sister, the <laughs> Wolverine, and his less known sister, mutant, the tongue. And he Yes. Hey, we're both from Alberta, so this works. Oh, it's true. Hey. Yeah. We're on something here. Lynn, do you have a pursuit body? Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> is no longer the greatest Canadian superhero. <laughs> oh, um, I missed something. Can we can we skip back, actually, for a second? Uh, the, the whole Good conversation with... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the whole conversation between Leland and Nobu, like Leland saying, "Hey, listen, he, he, Wilson just killed off the freaking Russians. Uh, maybe we should kind of watch each other's backs." And Nobu's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, um, we're better on our own, or whatever. You need to stand up for yourself, or something like that. I forget. I, yeah. he, he, had, he didn't want any part in it." I feel bad for for Leland. He, like, has no goons. He's just always alone. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to get some goons. Does he even have a driver? Does does he even have a driver? No, he drives himself. (laughs) 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 He's a bit rubbish. Seeing as he's getting all this money, he could, you know, do something with it. He's got a bad gambling habit. Yeah. It's all gone as soon as he gets it. (laughs) Maybe he collects something and spends all his money on that. Like trolls or... Uh, <laughs> Trolls, Troll yeah. <laughs> or maybe he collects figurines of owls because he's the owl. Yeah, he just sits up all night on eBay, like bidding on them. That'd be adorable. <laughs> he's an expert maybe eBay he, sniper. Maybe he yes. runs the owl, owl sanctuary. Oh. Well, there is episode twelve where he sets his like army of owls on over Hell's Kitchen, and he goes, "Fly, my pretties, fly." <laughs> <laughs> just thinking maybe like that's the way he sends messages out like I'll send an owl what yeah. he's like in uh, in Hogwarts <laughs> yeah Hogwarts. <laughs> happening <laughs> I've got a question for you Robin so I know you don't like the kind of oh there's a battle and Matt is special and all this stuff so what did you think of the whole mentions of like the war the impending war and stuff in this scene and like in the episode did not like it yeah like at it. least they like, didn't say there's exactly a prophecy yeah. If they said there was a prophecy, I probably would have thrown up in my mouth of it, because I think that's a very overused cliche. Yeah. Are you sure that's not where they're heading? Well, I guess you would be sure, but at the end yeah. of the episode, it, at the end of the episode, it seems like it might be. Yeah, exactly. We had stone there? I mean, uh... Whoa, whoa, Robin! You're not going and guessing stuff of what might be in your Easter eggs without, you know, me dishing them out first. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I just read the credits at the end of the episode. I didn't that at all. We'll, we'll get to that in our Easter eggs. I was like, is that stone? Is that that's stone? Yes, it's Emma Stone in disguise. Emma Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. 
So I want to say about Stick in this scene uh, on the bench. Uh, Stick is a lot cuddlier in the uh, the show than in the comics, <laughs> even though he's an ass. He's very cuddly mm. in the show. He's kind of still like, oh. Uh, and you can see Matt's kind of like, yeah. oh, will you be my new daddy? It's like, oh. <laughs> it's adorable. Really? He's less... He's an asshole in the comics. Really? Because I thought he was an asshole here. Well, he's more, he's an asshole in both, but he's more of an asshole in the comics, I think. Yeah, he's a bu- much more abrasive. So he doesn't save the bracelet that Matt makes him. The bracelet is not in the comics. Okay. Yeah. What did you guys That's think when it kind of focused on Matt pocketing the little ice cream wrapper? I just noticed him playing with it. I didn't notice him pocketing it. Pocketing it. It's made of like a shitty like really thin paper, it wouldn't survive all those years. <laughs> yeah. It would have been all sticky and gross. Yeah, it's like <laughs> wax paper, though, so I think... But it was it, pretty... I thought it was pretty... It. Maybe Stick did throw it away, but then he made another one and <laughs> left it <laughs> just, to, just to mess yeah. with Matt. Yeah. Because oh. yeah. I... Get, yeah. It doesn't really fit with him, like, keeping the bracelet. I don't no. see it. Um, I don't know. I mean... It's it's kind of hard to tell what's going on in Stick's head a lot of the time. Um, but I think it kind of ties in with the last scene, but we will get there anyway. Mm. So we go back to present day, and they're kind of having a bit of a confrontation, and Matt mentions that Stick's been gone for 20 years. I love that he mentions it's his city again. Every time he mentions it's his city, I'm like, yes! yes. I do a lot of dance yeah, of joy. Awesome. Uh, it's kind of a quick scene. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on this one. Just again, that he hasn't aged at all in 20 years. He still looks like a really old man, like an 80-year-old man. <laughs> but he has different glasses, Mel. <laughs> He's still just as wrinkly. <laughs> he is yeah, very yeah. wrinkly. I love Scott Glenn. He's awesome. At this, at this point, he should just be like a, a leathery piece of jerky. <laughs> <laughs> he looks kind of the same as he did in Silence of the Lambs in 91, but yeah, yeah he definitely has a lot more wrinkles. Who, who did he play in that? He was Ke- uh, Jack played, Campbell. Yeah, there you go. So, like, um, uh, Starling's boss. Oh, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. I have a terrible memory. Yeah, he's really <laughs> good in that. And he is also in uh, Backdraft. And uh, and he's the guy that Kurt Russell... Oh, spoilers for Backdraft, sorry. He's the guy that Kurt Russell tried to save at the end, and then he's like, let me go! And then Kurt Russell's like, you go, we go! And then they both fall to their death. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that film is, is bonkers, but I love it. Um, so... Nothing bonkers about having sex on a top of a fire truck as it's rolling down the road. Oh, but Donald Sutherland is like the kind of pyromaniac is is really creepy, but kind of awesome. <laughs> and there's a bit I remember where they move the kind of burnt body and they're trying to roll it over in the morgue and it goes... <laughs> And I was so scared of that as a child because I was like, why can dead bodies make noises? I was really freaked out. And then I like studied biology and was like, oh, okay, that's why. (laughs) Back to Daredevil. (laughs) Um, Sorry. When Matt, when Matt's like, can I ask you a question? Or no, it's uh, if will you hit me if I ask you a question? That's a question. (laughs) Funny if you smack him right there. You can just never say anything. Or, uh, so we, in the next scene, we get a nighttime meeting between Karen and Ben, talking about the Union Allied paper trail being a bust, and we know that people are lurking nearby because there's creepy music. Near the end of the scene, he's mm-hmm. like, 
oh, I won't be able to, I can't have you have it if you die or something. And he just, he got a little bit sentimental on her, and then she left, and he, like, kind of went, like, he exhaled and put his head back on the seat, like, like he was tense or something, and now, now he's relaxed, I don't know, but I, don't fall in love with her. Please don't fall in love with her. <laughs> no, I think he's just been in this situation before, and he's gotten people killed. I think yeah. that's the problem. Maybe. He mentioned sort of vaguely that his wife was once a source for a story as well, didn't he? Mm. That's how they that that's right. Yeah. But you don't she's really know what happened. We know she's sick now with something, but he sort of vaguely mentioned it, but we don't really know the details. Yeah. We find out that Blake is in a coma after being shot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just noticed I him in The Sopranos. I've been watching oh. The Sopranos. What, Blake? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. What, who does he yeah. play in it? Is he like a cop or a gangster? He's, like or a, he's one of the. He's like one of two like low level gangsters who are trying to impress the Soprano family, basically. Oh, nice! I can kind of see. He seems like very sort of New York, like the actor. I'm assuming he's like a local to New York, but he's got that kind of Probably. I don't know New Yorker vibe to him. Um, yeah. Ben mentions as well that he's found links to the Yakuza and the Triads. Uh, which we kind of know about already, obviously. Um, yeah, oh, I have to tell you guys as well, when I was at the convention this weekend, I had a guy come up to me who was dressed as a character whose name I don't know, but like some old sensei guy from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I don't know who that character is. Master Roshi. Ma- yeah, maybe. He had like a, was holding like a giant purple turtle shell or something. Um, yeah. Look like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. Someone said he's from Dragon Ball Z. He's at about the same point in the series that you guys are, and are, and he said that he believes that Karen Page will become the villain Typhoid Mary. Oh. So what do you guys think huh. about that? Because he said it, and he was dressed like a wise sensei, so I'm assuming he knows his stuff. <laughs> what is? What is he going? Uh, what is uh, he going? Uh, he's going on the fact that her hair is kind of reddish, which I don't think it is, but okay. And um, well, that was about it, really. So, but obviously he's very wise, so he must know something that that you guys don't know. I wouldn't call Master Roshi very wise. Oh, he's I don't know. Pervert. He's just a pervert. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, this guy was very in character. I'll just say that. <laughs> he's just a pervert that hangs around at like a beach house. Yeah, oh, and what? teaches kamehamehas to kids. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, he's not a pervert to kids. Oh, okay, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I was like, whoa, is this show for kids? I'm going to be super annoyed if they uh, black canary Karen up because uh, <laughs> Karen just say a believable person in in law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was just wondering what you, you guys thought about that, whether it shall or shall not happen. What's gonna, Typhoid Mary's... Know, all of a sudden she's um, going to be in a gym for a while. <laughs> what's Typhoid Mary's deal? Powers. Powers. Well, do you remember when we covered Man Without Fear, the, the comic, and then Matt pushed that woman out of the act by accident out the window? That was kind of retcon yeah. to be kind of Typhoid Mary, but her powers are that she um, she has like three well, and later four personalities, and she kind of goes between the sweet and innocent Mary Walker and then Typhoid Mary and Bloody Mary are her personalities. And she has um, pyrokinesis, so she can set things on fire with her mind. Oh, that's scary. So if you see Karen kind of looking at stuff and it bursts into flame, then maybe she will be Typhoid Mary. (laughs) She doesn't have disease powers? Typhoid Mary doesn't have disease powers? Well, she did in the Electra film, but we don't talk about that because it's terrible. 
<laughs> they oh, basically right, gave her disease powers just so they could get a, a girl-on-girl kiss in that film. What? Yeah, because they they were like, oh, it would be really hot if she kisses uh, Jennifer Garner. So let's have her kiss her and kind of suck her 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 life force out of her. Just like it sucked the life force out of the audience that watched that film. That is the worst reason I've ever heard you could have a girl-on-girl kiss. Yeah, I mean, that was basically the whole reason. It was terrible. Yeah. I, I, I care about my co-hosts too much to make them watch that film, apart from I did kind of make Robin watch it at some point, so. Yeah. I've actually seen it many times. Do you enjoy Are it? Are you really? I, I do enjoy it. Mostly because I'm a fan of Jennifer Garner, but... But do you not think yeah. that it was it was a, a poor excuse for a girl-on-girl kiss, Caitlin? It, if you put it that way, yes. But there's a little more to her character. Like, there's one other thing they mention about her, so... I don't know. Yes. Was it about her being the treasure? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, maybe I will make Matt and Mel watch it. Ha ha, guys. Do it. He's my favorite one. See, Caitlin says... This is actually my annual Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's nothing Christmassy about that film. Uh, okay, no, 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 no. It is completely Christmassy. There's so many, in so many ways. Well, then I should also ask Caitlin because in that movie, Stick does appear, played by Terence Stamp. Who, who's, who do you prefer yeah. as Stick, Terence Stamp or Scott Glenn in the show? Terence Stamp, hands down. Why? <laughs> He, to me, is the epitome of Stick. I just love that guy. Oh, Scott Glenn is crying right now somewhere. Well, Scott Glenn didn't play Zod. I picked Heron Stamp, too. Yes. Oh, I'm saying who's better as Stick, not who's better in life. <laughs> better in life. <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. Fair enough, the Electra movie is better than the Daredevil TV series. I will not be quoted as saying that. Logan I just to sing myself and Caitlin immediately. <laughs> no! You've ruined my reputation. <laughs> so, we are back in Matt's apartment, um, and they're kind of having a bit of an argument, and they end up in a fight. Um, and, yeah... It's uh, Matt kind of snaps when uh, Stick insults uh, Jack Murdoch, as we yeah. would, because he's uh, yeah, the show. He's our buddy. Uh, that's right. That's right. But it's sad though when he says, "Have you got any friends?" and Matt's like, "Yeah, two. And I'm like, "Oh," and he's only yeah. like Karen for like a week or something. I was like, "Oh, poor Matt." <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not very nice. Who's Stick? I mean, how? He's being ridiculous, in fact, because how can you expect someone to not have human uh, relationships at all? Like, you shouldn't expect that out of anyone. Like, that's his requirement, but that doesn't mean you should follow that. But he needs him to be a warrior, Mel. That's stupid. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I'm like, he should should be able to have comforts based on the fact that he's trying to save a lot of people all the time. Exactly. He shouldn't have to sleep in sheets that feel like sandpaper. No. <laughs> Would they feel like sandpaper to right. stick? Or is he not to that level of feeling? I, maybe he's honed his senses more so he can ignore it. I don't know. I maybe he likes like, sleeping in sandpaper. I don't know. I think he's the type of person that probably lashes himself at night just to make himself tough. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, no one he's thinks about that. cotton sheets, would he be like, this comes from a sheep in a farm in Vermont? <laughs> <laughs> and his name was Larry. Larry in the sheep. <laughs> He sleeps in a pile of manure every night. Oh. <laughs> that actually be pretty soft, you know? Now I'm thinking about that scene in Jurassic Park with the Triceratops poo. <laughs> Where he's like, that's a big pile of shit. <laughs> <Or whatever it's. laughs> 
Just I'm going to go by the code name Stink from now on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a very quick flashback, which is Stick training him. He's talking about rage, and Matt blames himself for his dad's death. <gasps> So sad. It's really sad. Poor little Matt Murdock. It's, oh. it's sad, but it's hilarious because he little kids being angry, really angry, <laughs> is hilarious to me. It is hilarious. Do you just try and like anger children, Mel, when you're like your best <laughs> little kids? Yes, I'm like, here's a lollipop. You can't have it. Here's a <laughs> lollipop. You can't have it. <laughs> I mean, you just laugh in their faces when they get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the scene where that old man totally lays out that 10-year-old kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself but laugh at that. <laughs> that was a good pratfall. That's so mean. Were you impressed um, when they're sort of talking in the next uh, scene, this is obviously before they had the fight, where um, Stick manages to bounce the little beer cap into the bin, where it's like, pew, 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 pew. How did he know where the garbage can was? And you're right, Dick. He must have been in the apartment the night before. <laughs> just feeling it. No other way. He was just in the apartment skulking around, feeling everything. Yeah, and including Where's feeling the inside the garbage can. <laughs> he was sleeping in that garbage can. Inside the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh. Uh, we get some info on Nobu in this scene as well. They say that's his name this time around, but he has lots of names. Mm. He's like he's like uh, Satan. He goes by n- many names. Whoa! Big jump there. <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> Some name people is... call me Beelzebub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's this Irish accent coming from? I don't know. My na- name is uh, Nobu slash the Master of Lies or Prince of Lies. <laughs> I was quoting Highlander. Sorry. I just well. like the kind of quirky <laughs> Irish accented Satan for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Wait, now we know how you feel about the Irish. <laughs> They're all evil, all of them. <laughs> I'm not the Irish. That's terrible. I obviously have self-loathing. <laughs> um, and we find out that Black Sky, the weapon, is known as the Bringer of Shadows. Aww. I just wanted to uh, go back and say uh, I know that Highlander is Scottish, and uh, don't. Don't start writing in. Or isn't isn't Sean Connery playing a Spaniard? Yeah, he's a Spanish <laughs> peacock. He's a, he's a Scottish Spaniard, like he's a Scottish Russian yeah. in uh, that other film, you know, that he's in. We should have mounted oh, sh- to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> My favorite line he says in any movie. <laughs> That's the Chicago way. <laughs> um... And we talk, they talk a bit more about Matt being afraid to cross the line of killing someone. Yeah. So he's not killed anyone. Stick swears that he will not kill anyone. And did you did you look at the screen and go, liar, liar, pants on fire? No, I looked at the screen and I said, are you the Terminator? <laughs> I, think it was the, I think it was the exact same line. I swear I will not kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool if he just he was revealed to be a Terminator at the end of the episode. <laughs> I'd like to see a fight between Scott Glenn and Lance Henriksen. Uh, they kind of remind me of each <laughs> other. It's like you were saying earlier about Scott Glenn's been an old man forever, but so yeah. is Lance Henriksen. Like, yeah. even though I know he's not, when I think, like, not an old man in Aliens, but when I think about him in Aliens now, I just think of him as being an old man. He's like 57 in that, right? <laughs> he's always been old. He looks really old now. Like, yeah. really old. Yeah. <laughs> Who would win, Scott Glenn or Lance Henriksen as Bishop? Lance Henriksen. Lance wins everything. 
<laughs> oh, Scott Glenn, I hope you're not listening to this episode. But I'm just gonna say I love you. You're awesome. I don't know. I don't know. I have to see Scott Glenn in more stuff now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You want you want to see him in backdraft now? I've spoiled the ending for you. <laughs> I, I want to see that movie anyways because it sounds amazing. <laughs> Does Scott Glenn have a uh, biography about himself with as uh, titled as cool as not bad for a human? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Scott Glenn's biography would be. <laughs> I have to find out. I have two first names. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You could be true. My Scott Glenn's autobiography or my struggle living with two first names. But also, <laughs> David Keith and Keith David could both have that as their name. <laughs> yeah. Because they both have two first names. They're gonna have to For, forward by D- Keith David. They're going to have to fight it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and David Keith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just like to say for the record, uh, I love Scott Glenn, uh, and Caitlin has been saying all the bad stuff about him. Yeah, Caitlin has. A terrible guest, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Okay, I accept this. You know, make me what you want. <laughs> I actually have to say, Caitlin, Caitlin is the best guest ever because she was very flexible in her schedule and came in last minute to replace our guest because we had to shuffle things around, and Caitlin was an absolute superstar. So, Caitlin, Caitlin is the best. You're the best. She's also... Right. You think this makes up for everything you said? Yay, it does. <laughs> oh, okay. She's also the bringer of shadows. Yes, Caitlin, the Caitlin's the bringer of shadows. And the tongue. <laughs> and the bringer of the tongue. <laughs> so, in the next scene, Karen is at Elena's house, um, and they talk about the handsome lawyer, Senor Foggy. It was adorable. Aww. Wait, you mean Senor Matt? Senior Foggy. Cool. Uh, <laughs> well, Karen immediately is like, oh, you're talking about Matt, right? Oh, yeah, I'll play like, Foggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Foggy's lovely. Oh, he's adorable. So no. Uh, yeah. And then... Uh, She's so dense. How could she be that dense about Foggy? She suddenly realizes, oh, he loves me. What do you think's going to happen? Now she knows that he loves her. What's going to happen? And then he rescues her as well. How did he not know? How did she not know? I, I agree with Matt. Because she's got... Yeah. She's got Matt, Matt and Murdoch eyes. Yeah, Murdoch, Murdoch eyes. Murdoch tinted glasses. I totally think that every guy she sees, like, maybe she sees Ben Urich as Matt Murdoch, too. <laughs> every guy she sees is just Matt Murdoch. Matt Murdoch. She's just going to be like, Ben, will you feel my face? I'll be like, why? <laughs> like, why? That's great. Elena, will you feel my face? Uh, why? <laughs> Catch? Catch? <laughs> <laughs> she just gave Elena a kiss, so maybe she thought it was Matt. <laughs> <laughs> she just sees everyone as Matt Murdock, like in yeah. uh, uh, Being John Malkovich, where everyone's like, Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> 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 uh, so Karen leaves, and the two men that Elena describes come up and sort of try to beat her up, I guess, and Foggy appears because he's a superhero. Yay! Yeah! Uh, awesome. What if he and missed with his baseball? <laughs> uh, then Karen would be dead. And oh. it would be a very sad I, I, ending to the episode. <laughs> I actually like this scene. It's great. I love this scene. I love, I love Karen spraying the dude in the face. That was great. Yeah. And then Foggy beats that guy upside the head with the aluminum baseball bat. Clang. Yeah. I like that Karen got to say, to use the mace, like rather than it's just Foggy, you know, saving her and she's not doing right. anything. I like that. That's cool. 
Yeah. But also, it was like, it was funny because they were just like, he, he's like, can, can we please get out of here? <laughs> Stop arguing yeah. with me. Like, <laughs> you know, these guys are going to get right back up again and pound us. <laughs> and I like, they're both like, what are you doing here? 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 It's like, oh. Uh, so then we see Nobu arrives at the docks, and Matt comments that Nobu has a different heartbeat. Uh, and we find out that Black Sky is a child, and Matt saves him by deflecting the arrow with his spinny club. Yeah! I have no idea how they determined that he was the leader because his heartbeat is stronger and different. <laughs> his heartbeat sounds like the, uh, the theme of, like, I don't know, the show. <laughs> something. That, that guy must be the the leader. His heartbeat is very proud to. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe Eye of the Tiger. Yes, his heartbeat oh is God. Eye of the Tiger. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm doing all the sound effects this week. Sorry. Be clear. It was clear. Do you think his heartbeat was Eurovisioning? Absolutely. <laughs> Put a funky beat behind that. I could get behind it. Um. So the. This black sky kid that was that a what the heck? I mean, it was all like he was like all out out of focus for a second as they were opening up the doors. Or I think maybe that's because it was like doors... how Matt perceived him because he listened to his heartbeat and realized he was a child. I think that's why. He oh, left. so that wasn't a supernatural thing. <laughs> um, I don't think so. <sighs> I, I know you can't tell tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, I don't know. I, Why is he wearing a collar he can easily take off by pulling over his head? Because he's kinky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bring out the gimp. <laughs> oh, I have to say, um, a friend a friend of mine, uh, Gideon, yesterday at the, the convention I was at, um, bought a one of the Pulp Fiction action figures, and the one he got was the gimp. It's so cute. He's got a little action figure of the gimp. Aww. Awesome. Adorable. Um... I can't say anything, but did you think, did you, like, were happy that Matt saved the kid's life, temporarily, at least, we find out later? Uh, yes, and but is that a lie? I'm not saying. Yeah, I know you can't, but I'm just saying. Well, Matt believes that Stick killed the kid. Hmm. I'm just curious, I'm really curious about how he's a weapon, and how, uh, I'm assuming that they're going to have more kids like this. Okay. So if they produced one kid like this, they probably have more. Or they have more getting ready, you know. Maybe it links with, with what the, you know, when they're lowering the shipping container, it has Japanese on the side? Yeah. Maybe it links with what that says, what that's translated to, which you'll have to wait until our Easter egg section to find out. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, I just forgot uh, Daredevil killed somebody here. Who? Who did you kill? He hit that guy in the head with a stick, and he fell into the water. And he didn't. We didn't hear him yelling for help or alerting people. So <laughs> he's busy he eating his chips in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, obviously, he went unconscious, fell in the water, and he—if you don't fish him out, he's dead. <laughs> they should have had like a, a parachute shootout from behind him as he was falling. <laughs> that way, you know, he's all right. Maybe Prince <laughs> Namor. Yeah, maybe Prince Namor of Atlantis like like towed him to shore and saved him. Maybe there is a little dock down there that he landed on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyways, Daredevil is a guy. He killed a guy. We have to keep track of this, because even though he says he hasn't killed anyone, okay, we're keeping track of who he's killed. He's killed that guy. Okay. Yeah. One round guy. Okay. I didn't see a dead body. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the thing in any of these shows. Yeah, you didn't see, see it because it sunk to the bottom of the bay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that, though. 
I think off camera, Matt Murdock tied uh, an anvil to his ankle and threw him in the water. <laughs> That's like in the A team. You never saw like no one died in the A team, and even they like they never like sometimes they didn't show that the guys survived like the baddies, but they'd be in a tank that like exploded or something, and then you just hear them go, "Is there, uh, is everyone okay? Yeah, I'm okay, Frank. Uh, we'll get you next time, A team." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt's not no thrown enough people. Yeah. <laughs> Like BA used to. We get a quick flashback as well where Stick is training Matt with the clubs and talks about meditating and then this is where Matt gives him the little bracelet and then Stick leaves and is like, Hey You know what? Matt just made the relationship awkward. He should not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's to be oh my god. He like it was basically his declaration of love. Yeah. Oh. So sweet. Oh. And he crushes it right in front of Matt's face. Yep. Oh, it's really sad. And then he just he, leaves. Yeah, and we're to assume that he hasn't had contact in twenty years. Nope. I mean, that's apart a from bit when touchy. Six been breaking his apartment <laughs> and feeling everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, what the fuck? I was just about to train with knives. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Bro code. Mm-mm. How did he <laughs> learn to use knives then? Do you think without stick? He never learned. He oh. just cuts himself. <laughs> he cuts himself every time he tries. Ow. Oh, no. <laughs> See a flashback when he's a teenager, he's going to meet uh, his next trainer, Knife. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he went and trained with Blade. <gasps> Blade's a monster. And then they can go to the rave club together. Yay. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be great. Uh, so then they have their big argument in the yes. apartment and basically trash the entire apartment because Matt finds out that he's already, uh, Stick already killed Black Sky. Stick's like, fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> and your wall and your stairs <laughs> yeah. and I like in this fight. scene there's a lot more uh, I think Charlie Cox has mentioned this in interviews there's a lot more fighting that Charlie Cox does because obviously they're not wearing masks so this is Matt fighting without wearing the mask so it's not as much Chris Brewster as normal fights so he was really proud of this scene because he got to do a lot of fighting you can see at some points he's doing some of the kicks and stuff which is pretty cool yeah, it's a lot of very. Cl- it was a lot of close-ups. You know, you could see that they were mm. these are real guys fighting. From, yeah, you know, close-up parts. And, and they, uh, oh, just the pain of seeing a stick like land on his back on that last stair. Oh, I know. I thought he was going to be injured. Like, and like they're going to be like, oh shit, it just got real. <laughs> I just, I just, you could just feel the brittle bones. <laughs> But maybe that's why he drinks so much milk. He knows so much about milk because he drinks lots of it so he doesn't have brittle bones. Ah. Oh, oh. That's calcium. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, so, yeah, when Stick leaves, he's like, you can keep the stick. You brought you by the Dairy Association of America. <laughs> so, so Matt did get his sticks because Stick's like, you can keep the sticks. You're going to need them. <laughs> oh snap no thanks I'm going to trade them for metal ones <laughs> yeah I'm going to trade them for Wolverine's leg bones <laughs> next episode there's going to be a scene where he goes to a pawn shop and asks to trade wooden sticks for metal sticks <laughs> yeah. there's a shop that just sells sticks they're like which ones do you want I have silver I have ones made of glass <laughs> I have diamonds signed by Chuck Norris. Diamonds. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> what? Chuck Norris. Stick signed by Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Matt, like, Listen, I can't even... I'll use. I'll use these if, when I want to climb a pegboard. I, I need some clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's so cool. We need Chuck Norris in this show. He's been everything. Um, next thing we're at the New York Bulletin, and Karen and Foggy visit Ben, so Foggy's getting in on this as well. And Karen says that Foggy kicks ass, and it's like, oh, so cute. And then to all the then, haters, Foggy is a kick-ass attorney, and he just playing kicks ass when the need arises. Yeah, that's right, and that's all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Ben adds an extra card to his little wall, which is the Jack of Hearts, which is the man in the mask, hmm. the knave. Yes, uh, which that's is plural knife, right? Jack of Hearts is interesting because it's the um, it's the Jack, and obviously Batman Jack Murdoch. It's the Hearts, which is you know Matt has a troubled love life, and it's the one of the red cards, and you know Daredevil likes red. And Ben knows all this. Ben knows all of it without knowing. <laughs> ben is Professor X. Oh, what? There we go. <laughs> and then in the next scene I I kind of get a little tear oh. in my eye Matt's hiding the apartment he finds a bracelet we get a little piano sad version of the theme music and then oh, Matt sits alone in his wrecked apartment and his lower lip trembles and so does mine I'm like oh <laughs> the little bracelet <laughs> so you yeah, guys so don't think that Stick would have kept that all these years I don't know maybe maybe he he tried it on and then he's like this doesn't fit <laughs> And that's, <laughs> that's why he crumpled it, but he kept it. Because, yeah. you know. <laughs> He's still playing mind games with Matt. That's right. <laughs> Do you think he left it there on purpose? Yes. Uh, no. He could have dropped it, but I mean, he could have dropped it at any point yeah. when he was fighting, because he fights all the time, I assume. That thing would not have survived 20 years. It's made of tissue paper or something. No, it's, and it's made of tissue paper and love, Matt. It's made of love. It's From probably wax paper, paper, actually. Maybe like spray it with a plastic sealant. <laughs> yes. It crinkled like like tissue paper. It was like... <laughs> wax paper <laughs> doesn't make that... <laughs> tissue definitely doesn't make a crinkle sound. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, tissue paper does, not tissue. Oh, like are we talking about paper. two different things? I'm talking yes. about blow nose tissue. Oh, no. No, no, no. Love, tissue paper. Love conquers all, Matt. Love <laughs> conquers all. Oh, exactly. I see. Yeah. <laughs> love is a many splendid thing, Matt. That's right. Matt, yeah. don't you know this? Yeah, Matt, Matt. Matt. And Matt. I know not of what you speak. No, I know. <laughs> Explain it to me <laughs> as, as if I were a child. One time I gave you a break, <laughs> I pulled it up and you threw it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Matt was also raised by stick and <laughs> trained. Yeah, so that's how we, how we learn, isn't it, Matt? As in you, Matt. <laughs> it's very confusing with all the Matts. Garbage. So the last scene, Stick is meeting with someone who says, "Will he be ready when the doors open?" And Stick says he has no idea. So I think in this scene he seems a bit kind of. I think he does care about Matt. I think he he seems a bit conflicted in the scenes where he's not in front of Matt. He seems to care. He does, but he's has he's raised him for and trained him for another purpose, which. Caring doesn't matter about. Yeah. Yeah. There's no room for love. No. Oh. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Da, da, da. I do not like that last scene. <laughs> why? Sad. Tell us why you don't like it. Because the doors. What's behind? It's not like he's opening a Starbucks. Like, is the coffee going to be ready when he opens those doors? No. It's, <laughs> it's just like. What? 
supernatural crap. This is, uh, we don't need this. Need I this. think it might be a setting up in, <laughs> in readiness for Iron Fist. Okay. So, which is obviously, we've got two more shows and then we've got Iron Fist, which is much more the supernatural kind of martial arts stuff. So I think it might be that. Do you think that guy kneeling down was Iron Fist? No, I no. know who it was, and we'll get to that in our Easter egg section, which is right now. Oh, all right. right. Uh, get your Easter baskets ready. <laughs> Hold them out. Hold out your baskets. I'm going to give you an Easter egg each. Chocolate! Yay! <laughs> yes, we are the, the podcast that gives you chocolate and diabetes. Um, so, Six's first appearance in the comics was in Daredevil issue 176. Um, in 1981, and he was created by Frank Miller. Um, the we mentioned before, but the um, orphanage is Saint Agnes Orphanage, which is also where Sky from Agents of Shield went. Oh, so yeah, so it'd be really cool if in Agents of Shield one day she's like, yeah, when I was at the orphanage, there was this really weird old blanket. <laughs> and we'd be like, oh, I was whining all the time. Yeah, that was bit of a creeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smart though. And then this old man came one day and just whisked him away, and I was like, "That's weird." But what ifs? <laughs> what ifs, man? What ifs? My dad's Carl McLaughlin. I'm awesome! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, the shipping container that contained Black Sky on the side. It's the um, the writing is translated as Asano Robotics. Um, yeah, it's a robot kid. <laughs> it might be a robot kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So it wasn't uh, a kid at all. It was just a robot. It's all right. A robot. Oh, he was them killing a robot. He's a, he's a bad robot. Yeah. The bad robot. But I guess. Bad I guess, robot. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't. It, he wouldn't be a robot because complete robot because he has a heartbeat. Well, so. in the comics, you should. So the Tin Man. He's a Tin Man. Oh, if you only had a heart. Aww. <laughs> what he wants. Uh, in the comics, Yoshida Asano was an Iron Man villain who was known as Samurai Steel. Mm. Not Silver Samurai, Samurai Steel. Yeah, they can't use Silver Samurai. That'd uh, be cool. I, don't, I, I don't know much about that villain, though. So I bet they would have if they could have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so do you think it's a little robot kid now? Yes, it's either that or it's like one of those like robot competitions. That they're prepared for. <laughs> like Robot Wars? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is their entry? <laughs> yes, this is their entry, but they have to bring it in in a shipping container. And they take Robot Wars really seriously. <laughs> they have all serious... Well, yes, it, they use the money gained from Robot Wars to fund their evil corporations. <gasps> <gasps> I like it. And Where's the flamethrower shootout? <laughs> Out of his forehead. Evangeline Lilly is playing her character from Real Steel in uh, Ant-Man this summer, so... <laughs> I've not seen Real Steel or have I I can't remember exactly Hugh Jackman's in it I will see it at some point yeah uh, so at the end of the episode um, there is uh, obviously Stick is talking to someone and this character has been confirmed to be Stone who is another member of the Chaste which is the um, the sort of samurai group that uh, Stick is a member of and other members include Claw and Shaft and, and, and that's these are bad, mother. And what? Bone? Didn't we establish bone? Yes, it's stick and stick and stone. Um, and, and they beat up someone called Bones from Star Trek. But the what? other member names will never hurt anyone because he's a pacifist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yes. Yes. And he's and Bones is just going, damn it! <laughs> I'm a Star Trek character, not a Daredevil one. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been confirmed to be Stone, who also appears in the Electra movie, Caitlin. I don't know if you yeah. remember, part of Typhoid Mary's little crew is the big guy who gets squashed by a tree, I think, and turns into... Like a fart cloud? Doesn't that happen? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> that that is an accurate representation. Yes. Oh, I hope we get Tattoo Guy in the show. Oh, no. <laughs> tattoo Guy, oh, man. Matt comments at one point on the state of the Mets bullpen that is in the uh, the baseball team. Um, and someone pointed out on the website that I get these little Easter eggs from that it is canon in the comics that Spider-Man is a Mets fan. Because I believe they're based in Queens, and that's where Spider-Man is from. So I just thought I'd mention that. There you go. Uh, and we find out, Stick asks if Matt, Ma- Matt's mother is dead, and then the mother superior says, well, that's another story. Ooh. What's the story? I, 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 I can't say. superior wouldn't jump the gun on that. She really would. Yeah. Happiness is a warm gun. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> 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 right. That's all your Easter eggs. I hope you're nice and full and ready for some quotes, guys. Uh. <laughs> what was that? Um, yeah. I'm full. Oh, I thought you were making a barfing noise because you didn't want I, to... I ate, a, I ate a little bit too many Easter eggs. Oh. I tell you, it's not my handcrafted Easter egg that I make at home. You're too rich. Your artisan Easter egg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the Easter eggs. finest chocolate and ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> So, who wants to go first? Actually, Caitlin, do you have any quotes? You can go first. Sure thing. Yay! Okay. <laughs> uh, stick, of course. You have three appendages left, and others no man wants to lose. Ooh. He has more than one penis. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like a, a white penis. <laughs> <laughs> he should just then, like, chop all his arms and legs off, and he's like, uh, that guy ends up like the, the black knight out of Monty Python going... <laughs> I'll bite your ankles. I'll bite your legs off. Squidding everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yellow bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? Robin? Time to stop taking a beating and time to start giving one. Now get up. Yeah. I think we're going to have another <laughs> rasp off here. <laughs> yeah, we have to do raspy stick quotes. Okay. Has anyone else got stick quotes, Mel? Mm, I don't have I any. I do. You're a dick. That's true. <laughs> you got any beer? <laughs> I like your stick voice. <laughs> I feel like it's more Clint Eastwood than Stick. <laughs> oh, imagine if Stick was played by Clint Eastwood. I was kind of oh man, it would be yeah. That would be so cool. Matt, just a wizened old man. The others? <laughs> uh, I don't have any stick quotes, but I got. You can do whatever quote you want. I got. Is she hot? Ooh. How would I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do my one that was just before that, which is, everyone has secrets, Foggy. I don't. I'd like some. Your kind. <laughs> like with Hottie McBurnaphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Has anyone else got any qu- other quotes? Caitlin, you must have some more. You're a pro at quotes. <laughs> um, you could do another stick one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, skirt, ride with me tonight. Help me destroy Black Sky. Keep it off the streets, and I promise you, Wilson, Wilson Fisk will know the taste of fear the day he faces you, because he'll know you kick the guy he's afraid of right in the nuts. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. I love Stick. That, that quote confused me. So, Fisk is afraid of Nobu? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Alright. I guess it's implied. Yeah, anybody, I guess. Maybe he's maybe scared st- of Black Sky. Maybe Stick knows things we don't know. Um, I have, like, more quotes. <laughs> Go for it. I've got a few. I was born blind. You don't hear me whining about it, do you? 
No. <laughs> I have a sick one where it's a Matt and sick one, which is, I never thought of it that way. That's because you're stupid. I have uh, Foggy. Mm-hmm. Devil my shapely Irish ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Hear that, Mel? Foggy's got shapely Irish heart. <laughs> He's got curvaceous bottom. Aww. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You got a bubble butt? Does it have problems? <laughs> but I don't know. I've never really, I've never really had a look at his butt. Mm-hmm. That's not something I look for in a show. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more. But Claire looks at everyone's butts. I do. So what's his butt like? I don't know. Oh. I don't think it's that bubbly though. <laughs> so either. Yeah. <laughs> I would just say I have watched these episodes like seven, six or seven times now, so I probably have looked at everyone's butts because you know I'm looking for extra details in every episode. So. <laughs> like I freckles or dimples or something like that, or yeah, you know, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I just like to. Uh, I have one more quote, and uh, Ben Yurick has not been quoted. I don't think yet. Yeah. Um, so I'll say. My experience: there are no heroes, no villains, just people with different agendas. Oh, I love that quote. So good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, awesome. I have, I have uh-huh. two. I have two more quotes. Go, Mel. Go. The only way I'll ever feel safe again is if we put those people behind bars. Then we better try harder to st- straighten out that spaghetti. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ben Yurik. And and let's discuss this away from the maniacs. Away, <laughs> away. <gasps> <gasps> That's going foggy. Yay! 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 Yeah. I have one more, which is angry little Matt Murdock. So Mel should like this one as well. Which is the mind controls the body. The body controls our enemies. Our enemies control jack shit. By the time we're done with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt. Awesome. <laughs> Little kids cursing. Hilarious. <laughs> it's great. We yeah. love it. Okay, so now Language. it is <laughs> Language. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, oh cat. I, I saw a meme today. It was just like uh, Captain America gets so much shit, so much more shit in Avengers two for saying uh, language than uh, Tony Stark does for. Uh, I guess I won't spoil anything. The things he does in Ultron. Yes, where well, he he wears a t shirt that isn't a uh, a uh, Black Sabbath t shirt like he usually wears. Yeah, that's mm. what you're talking about, right? And he's missing his sweet like. Uh, his sweet uh, robotic heart, or whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> because Iron Three uh, took it Iron all away. Three? Iron Man Three. <laughs> I'll stop talking. That'd, that'd be Iron funny. Three, the up. return of the robotic heart. <laughs> w- that'd be funnier if you left out the word iron and you just called it Man Three. <laughs> man Three. <laughs> that was such a weird. Movie. My favorite franchise is the Man franchise. <laughs> So mad. I like the man. By Michael Mann. Mann. <laughs> the, the steel man. We've got some feedback from actually last week's episode that we missed for some reason last week from um, Elizabeth from our Facebook group. Does any do any of you guys want to read it? Sure. Okay, I'm going to post it in Skype. Okay. <laughs> Turn translation module on. Listening to. <laughs> 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 All 
right. If anyone has not watched the, the amazing video, Carl Puffer, which is from Bad Lip Reading of, of The Walking Dead, it's the greatest thing ever. And everyone, please watch it because it's amazing. And all we do now is go... Derby, derby, Alright. Did that transfer that message? Oh, it did, yes. Yes, I have it. Yes. Okay. So from Elizabeth. While this wasn't my favorite episode, I liked that Foggy and Karen ran into Claire at the hospital, even though they had no idea that she knew Matt. Actually, in some ways, she knows him better than they do. It's a small world, even smaller than the Marvel Universe, or even smaller in the Marvel Universe. It was also interesting that Foggy didn't notice he was hurt until it was pointed out to him. That's happened to me too, but not on that scale, thank goodness. Adrenaline is an amazing thing. (laughs) Yeah, that is good that you didn't get a piece of glass in your side. (laughs) Um... I really enjoyed the scene where Matt asks Claire to talk him through giving the guy who had her beat up medical attention, especially the line about dealing with bullet wounds, not being like in the movies, where he admitted that he didn't go to movies, but enjoyed records. Yay! I love that. Yeah. Well, that and Claire's slightly malicious satisfaction that the cure would hurt the bad guy. Who could blame her? I was actually surprised Matt admitted who it was, but their relationship is based, based on trust, so it made sense when I thought about it. The walkie-talkie scene between Matt and Fisk was classic. That's why they used it in the previous... Er, previous. Previews. <laughs> That's why they used it in the previews. Interesting that their first meeting isn't face-to-face. Adds to the mystery. Thanks, Elizabeth. Yes, thank you. Yes. I like getting feedback on Facebook. It's just I sometimes don't check it before we record, so we have to read it the next week. Terrible, right. terrible host. <laughs> Awful. Dooby <laughs> And I've sent you, Robin, I've sent you two voicemails. If you want to. Are you right yes. playing those? Uh, sure, I will open up with a little uh, Will. Because, um, you know. Intro to Briscoe, the fourth, uh, the fourth host of Intro to Briscoe. Yes. We are now complete. <laughs> <laughs> now you can create Captain Briscoe, like With in Captain the Planet. <laughs> completely operational intro to Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here he is. Ahoy, mateys. This is Will. <laughs> Hope this isn't too late. I've been meaning to record feedback for a couple of days now, but I keep forgetting. It's a good thing I took notes. Uh, where are all those notes? Here they are. So, yeah, this was a nice introduction to Stick. I love him and how curmudgeon-y he is. Um, yeah, it's Foggy talking smack about the man in black. wonder how he's going to feel when he finds out the truth, because he's got to find out. Oops. I was looking forward to seeing Alice get beat up, but, you know, it didn't happen. Hey. I loved all the flashbacks in the episode to young Matt and Stick and their training. I don't want to see Foggy and Karen get together. I'm still not sure. I, I'm sorry, Claire. I'm not on the Foggy camp. Pro Foggy camp. Uh, Karen, she could do better. But I know it's going to happen eventually. Uh, it was kind of nice to see Matt get the better of Stick at the end. I thought they were going to do the whole thing where the master still beats the people, the people that was humbled or whatever. Uh, maybe he let them win. I wonder what's going on with this war. And I heard you guys explain who uh, Stick was talking to at the end there. Maybe I missed something. Maybe it's obvious who he was talking to. But, yeah, I will... Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Will. Bye, Will. 
Thanks, Will. Well, if you listen to our show, you'll find out who that person was. But you won't know that unless you listen to me saying this on the show. By this time, you'll already know, I guess. <laughs> time is a flat circle. <laughs> Wait, why is it a flat circle? Can it that, isn't that what Matthew McConaughey says in True Detective? I don't know. He's wise. He's yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Gosh, I don't like flat circles. I don't. I like circles with you know texture. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin likes her sand- circles to be sandpapery. Like you know, this pen is useless unless I have something to like. You know. Feel. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an email from ID. Who wants to read that? I can read it. You can read it, Caitlin, because you're our special guest. Oh, okay. (laughs) It says, hey, guys. Right. Hey, guys. (laughs) Wow, Foggy. (laughs) Wow, Foggy. At least terrorists take responsibility. I get where he's coming from, but because people he loves, including himself, got hurt. But wow, harsh. I always love the flashbacks that we get in this show, but I especially love seeing how Matt had to cope with his abilities developing. This is part of the reason I love Smallville so much. I love the origin, but also the newfound powers and how Clark dealt with them. Mm. One of my favorite... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is Matt and Stick on the bench in the park eating ice cream. I hope someone quotes part of it. I love how Stick says, You lived? Stick won't coddle this kid who has been dealt a harsh blow in life. We get to see Matt learn to use his powers, and I really like how it's done. The scene where Foggy is following Karen is hilarious. What are you doing here? Over and over. Good stuff. If Stick had continued with Matt's training, Matt might not be the kind-hearted person he is today. He also probably wouldn't get beaten up so often. (laughs) Having Stick around leads to some really good fight scenes anyway. This is one of the episodes I specifically remember from my original run-through of the series. Some of them run together for me, but this one stood out. It's not in my top three episodes, but it's very memorable. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. I love hearing, like, I remember this episode from my original run-through. Because, like, for an intro class, usually it's like, you know, when this aired ten years ago. But this, it's like, (laughs) when it aired (laughs) one month ago. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my time passes. All All the way back in April. (laughs) <laughs> the last <time. laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, and we have another voicemail, I believe, from Wu, regular contributor Wu. Woo. Here we go. <laughs> With the exception of Vincent D'Onofrio, Scott Glenn was the most well-known performer that Marvel casted for Daredevil. I was not a fan of Snake when I first watched the episode back in April. We'll be watching this episode today. I have to say, I like what Marvel did with the character making him the anti-Uncle Ben of Daredevil. And I like the dichotomy of Matt Murdock's two father figures. You have one father figure in Sick who's very cold, very emotionless, and really wants to keep his relationship with Matt on a soldier, commanding officer kind of basis. And then you have a father figure in Fallon Jack who wants to be his son's best friend, who wants to be their first son, who's very warm, very compassionate, and the complete opposite of what Sick Sick is as a father figure. My favorite scene has to be that last flashback between young Matt and Stick, where Matt gives him the bracelet made out of the ice cream wrapper. And I love what Scott Glenn does with that wrapper once he gets it in his palm. You don't really know what he's going to do with it. Is he going to crumple it up? Is he going to put it on? He really makes the audience kind of wonder what Stick's going to do. Because Stick has been rather erratic throughout this entire episode. So you really aren't sure what he's going to do. 
Mm-hmm. And I love um, Young Matt's reaction. And I love Charlie, Charlie Cox's interactions with Sick. One of the coolest things in this episode to me and in the season so far is what Sick does with that beer bottle cap. That is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Lastly, a request and a question. First, a request. I would really like to see you guys, once the, all you, all, you're all done with reviewing the Daredevil episodes, I really want to hear you guys review Age of Ultron. You guys have great chemistry with each other, and I'd really like to hear you guys' thoughts on it. And here's a question. Serious time. And yes, Mel, this is actual serious time. No sarcastic word. <laughs> and yes, you, you were wondering. I do like messing with you sometimes, but not now. <laughs> I'd really like to hear you guys' thoughts on the possibility of an MCU character crossing over into the Defenders Netflix universe. Even though it's one big universe, we've really yet to see, like Claire said, any interaction with the MCU with the Netflix Defenders universe. So what character, doesn't have to be an Avenger, what character would you like to see in the Defenders universe? Who would you like to see them interact with? And in what show? And why? And it doesn't have to be a long interaction. It could just be as short as Hawkeye's appearance in the first Thor movie. Talk to you guys later. Love the podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks, Will. Um... I'd love to review Age of Ultron. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd have to rewatch it. Maybe when it hits Blu-ray or something. Yeah, I was thinking uh, maybe when it's out, you know, to to be able to watch, we could um, we could review it or something, or do a commentary or something. That would be cool. When when he was like, I have to ask a question uh, seriously and stuff. Mel was like leaning in, listening for it, and then he said <laughs> MCU, and she just like shrugged her shoulders and leaned back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not directed at me. <laughs> no, no. Stop. <laughs> no yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I remember MCU, we, uh, I'll, I'll clear it up, Mel. It, uh, MCU I stands for Mel, Mel Can't Understand. Yes. <laughs> I am still a new human. I don't know these things. Yeah. But for my <laughs> answer human. for that... Uh, that's right. That's she doesn't get that reference. Um, my answer for this, like, there's nobody I really care that crosses over to the Defender series. The only people I would care and want to see are the New York-based superheroes, like the X-Men, like Fantastic Four, like Spider-Man, and none of them can cross over. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would love Spider-Man to have been able to I cross guess Spider-Man over might be able to. But only if it was, like, the Bugle, you know, because I think that would be really cool if, um, you know, if they'd managed to do it, if the Spider-Man deal had been done before they started filming Daredevil, so they had the rights to the to use the Bugle, and you could have had J. Jonah Jameson working at the Bugle, and it could have, there could have been crossover between the Spider-Man movie and, like, say, Jessica Jones. That would have been really cool, because Jessica yeah, Jones, like, know. does stuff for them. I don't know if the Spider-Man rights are that flexible. I think they're still pretty tough. Yeah. Like they're probably, you can only use them for specific things. I, I doubt he would be able to cross over to the Defenders. It probably depends as well on how well the new Spider-Man film does. Like, if it does really well and there's a really positive feedback to it, then maybe they'll loosen it up a bit, you know, and, yeah. you know, Spider-Man, and sort of Spider-Man let, let Marvel have... Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That. I, I've, got, I've got two answers for it. One is... 
I think there's a good chance that we will see the character of Claire Temple from Daredevil appear not only in the rest of the Defender shows, but also in the Doctor Strange movie, because she does appear in one of the Doctor Strange stories, which I can't remember the name of, but I know is they're taking inspiration from in um, in the Doctor Strange movie that's coming out. And also it's Rosario Dawson, so she's you know a movie actress as well. So I can see them doing that. But the one I would love to see, and it doesn't have to be a big cameo, I don't want much interaction between the Avengers and the Defenders. I don't need to see that because I prefer the Defenders. I would like to see a scene that happens between Tony Stark and Matt Murdock. Not Iron Man and Daredevil, but Tony Stark and Matt Murdock. And Matt is just basically calls Tony Stark an arsehole because that would make me so happy (laughs) because... I, I, yeah, because Tony Stark is an arsehole, and I would love for Matt Murdock just to tell him that he's just been not impressed by Tony Stark. Uh, so I would like that to happen. <laughs> um, my, my, my pick is Hawkeye, definitely. It's got to be a Hawkeye. Down in New York, I mean, just because I'm a fan of the... Yeah, well, in the Matt Fraction one as well, and, they, uh, like, Daredevil and Hawkeye are, like, barbecuing on the, one of the rooftops, which is a... That would yeah. Be yeah. Yeah, or we could have Black Widow because, you know, in the comics, Black Widow and Daredevil dated for years. Well, in fact, did more than date. They, you know, lived in sin. Yeah. In the comics, they <laughs> go on to have a child. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, That's a cool question. She's in love with the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Uh, let's score this. Oh, we actually have haikus left to read. Um, I think Matt, Mel, and I should each read a haiku. Okay. Uh, and you should do it in your best uh, sick voice, Mel. These are from okay. our, our contributor, Matt A. Am I reading the first one? Yes. Sensei, but no sight. Sugar grains, vanilla beans, eat your cold dummy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I love these haikus. They're so amazing. Uh, Matt, do you want to do the next one? Anger sparks, rage flames, lost memento of paper. Arrows to black skies. <laughs> Aww. Aww. And the last one. Okay, <laughs> right? Sorry, I read before you oh, started. I haven't read it yet. Okay. <laughs> Shapely Irish ass. Straight the spaghetti out with a fucking bat. <laughs> <laughs> the best one. Huh? So awesome. That's my favorite one. <laughs> right, let's score this this episode. Uh, Actually, that one should have been a limerick because it's a shapely Irish ass. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been. Stupid Irish accent. accent. Read it now. <laughs> the bullseye Irish accent. <laughs> With a fucking bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Caitlin, you're our super special guest. Uh, you can score first in that, in because of that. <laughs> Alrighty. Um... You know, this one is a little hard for me to rate. Like, I enjoyed it. Has stick, and any episode with stick should get high marks. <laughs> but I don't know. Just didn't feel as you know exciting, and it wasn't moving as much as some of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. I was gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten uh, furniture destroyers. And uh, yeah, well, overall, I think. It just was a kind of a slower episode for me, so that's why I wasn't giving it as high as marks. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, Matt? Um, I liked all the flashback stuff, and I liked Foggy saving Karen. 
but I didn't like her not realizing that he was in love with her. And I also thought the Ben and Karen in the car scene was kind of a slow point, a low, yeah, it was a lull in the mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it 7.5 out of 10 prepubescent weapons. <laughs> Robin? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I really like this episode a lot, as usual. <laughs> um, but there were some parts in it. I, I mean, okay, highest point is Scott Glenn as, uh, sick. And, uh, you know, thinking on it ever since mentioning Terrence, I, I just love Terrence Stamp, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not his performance. I, but Scott Glenn definitely does a better stick. Um, so I take back and I just, Ooh, they get further from Robin and, uh, Caitlin um, are gonna fight. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm saber tooth to her, Caitlin Logan. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, so I loved, I loved uh, stick. The, everything with stick was great in this episode. It's just, well, not everything because it's this introduction of the supernatural stuff. If we had some sort of supernatural thing in the beginning, just like in the comics, it's like if we had some sort of supernatural thing. In the beginning, that was like, okay, there's supernatural stuff. Um, I mean, it's more believable, I guess, in the comics because it's an entire Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I should feel the same way because this is technically everything's connected and all that stuff. But I don't know. I just, I, I get worried. I get worried. So I'm going to give it a 8.5 um, jack of hearts. Cool. No? Um, I don't really care as much about the Marvel Universe, so I guess that means that I don't really care either way if the supernatural stuff... <laughs> I'm like the opposite of you, Robin. <laughs> I really don't care, whatever. But it, it has to make sense, I agree. And sometimes it doesn't always make sense. So that kind of could be like a qualm, I guess. Um, I I liked the, the Black Skies. I thought, I wish they hadn't killed them. Maybe they didn't. Maybe we'll see more kids like that. Ooh. Crazy evil powers. That we don't know what they are. I just pictured it when they said black skies. I just pictured a gigantic machine gun, <laughs> you know, or like an uh, artillery tank or something. <laughs> Maybe this kid knows how to drive an artillery tra- tank. I don't know, but anyways, um, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten straight spaghettis. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, um, I, I really enjoyed the episode. I think it had a lot of points where it did lull and, um. Uh, all the stuff between uh, Stick and Matt I really enjoyed, and I loved the um, the scene where Foggy rescued Karen, and Karen used the mace. I thought that was awesome, and I loved seeing um, little Matt Murdock back in the show, because I think the kid does a really good job, and um, Skylar, I think he's great as little Matt. So it's nice to see him, we haven't seen him since episode two, I think. Um, but there was, was some points where it kind of lulls a bit, and it... Um, wasn't as if it, some bits of it felt very rushed um, to me, which is a little bit of a shame. I wish we'd had more time to do with this this story. Um, and I love the, the shot of Matt <clears throat> at the end of the episode, sitting alone in his apartment. His apartment's trash; like things are going really bad for him at the moment. So I'm going to give it 7.5 out of 10 bracelets made of broken father dreams. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Uh, that gives us an average score of 7.8. It is nice. the second to worst episode of oh, Daredevil really? we've reviewed. What was the worst one? I uh, the worst, 7.5, Rabbit in the Snowstorm. Oh. And uh, that was because of uh, Mel's mean 
score of five. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm inhuman, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the that means, I don't even know. Stay out of your carriage and miss and be nice. <laughs> it's basically I'm just Marvel doesn't have the right to the X-Men and the mutants. They're using inhuman. Yeah. Instead yeah. Of <laughs> yeah, the whole rights thing is sad. Not you just explain this to me and I'm going to forget about it immediately. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to quiz you on it next week now. Yeah. All right. You're gonna be like, tell me all about being humans now. And you'll be like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I forget. I forget everything every time. Just think, faux mutants. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> already. <what it> is. <laughs> <laughs> so now Many it's mutants? time, time to pimp Caitlin. We're gonna pimp you out, Caitlin. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anybody want this girl over here? Huh? You know, look at her. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. How much we get? Sounds pretty good, huh? We're, we've mentioned two of your <laughs> podcasts already that people could listen to. Uh, so do you want to tell us all about your yeah. podcast, Empire, that you, you do, uh, where you follow Matt and Mel around on all their podcasts? <laughs> and yes, where people well, can listen you see, to on, <laughs> on the internet one time, Matt was like, let's do a podcast, guys. And I was like, I'm in. I'm going to follow you for the rest of your life. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Inter Debrisco and the Twin Peaks podcast are where you can hear me if you want to. Maybe one day I will start my own. I have a TV show I want to do. I just need to find the time. Oh, what is it? Oh, I think you told me this. Haven. Oh, you oh, did tell me this. Yeah, I've only seen, like, the first season and a half, so I will, yeah. Okay. I will listen yeah. yeah, right. It was kind of based off an idea from, like, a Stephen King novel, uh, The Colorado Kid. So I'm actually reading that right now. Oh, nice. Does Pennywise the Clown show up in it? Not yet. I'm not done it though, so I never know. Yeah, I love Pennywise. On a related note, Under the Dome is going into its third season. Wow, season three wow. still Under the Dome. <laughs> I, I've not seen any of it at all. I saw the first season and I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, awesome. I've read the book. And obviously, Twin Peaks podcast, you guys will be pretty busy coming up on that because they've just announced they're doing 18 new episodes. That is insane. So you guys will be podcasting forever on Twin Peaks, which makes me very happy because it's an awesome podcast. Um, Cool. And fellow co-hosts, do you have anything you want to mention that you've been up to this week that you want to pimp? I don't. um, Or Robin does. No, Robin, you go ahead. Oh, um, yeah, iZombie Podcast. Um, We just had Alex Ponovic on the show. He's uh, he's an awesome guy that I tried to... uh, set up uh, for a boxing match with uh, John Patrick Hayden. <laughs> He's totally up for it, John, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can check that out. Uh, we're almost done with the season. Three episodes left. Oh, so, um, yeah. Uh, and I haven't been on any other podcast this week, uh, apart from this one and the one I'll be recording in about five minutes' time. Next week is episode eight, Shadows in the Glass. What do you guys think it's about? Some sort of dark rum. <laughs> <laughs> dark rum is the best. Spiced rum. Who's drinking the spiced rum? They're all go- Foggy, Karen, and Matt are all going to enjoy a nice glass of. Uh, uh, maybe maybe they'll be enjoying a nice glass of eggnog with some spiced rum in it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a, a Christmas <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, special Christmas episode of Dirt of Daredevil. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 
3.0 unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!